look, we've all been there, right? <sighs> Letting our fear and anger get the best of us. Intentionally expanding the borders of the false world we created. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Socially Sensitive Podcast, where we talk about everything. Everything from politics, to pop culture, to our favorite TV shows. So, today, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about WandaVision. What do you think of that, Wolfie? Sounds excellent. WandaVision yeah. is a good topic, good lighthearted topic to take over uh, with all the heavy stuff going on today. Yeah. In today's world, I did thoroughly enjoy the last episode. Uh, a lot more has been revealed to us, but there's still a lot of questions yet to be answered. I'm thinking more and more along the lines of uh, we've talked about this in the past. So this show is going to be kind of leading into maybe the new Doctor Strange movie with the multiverse of madness. Yeah, that looks the name, name of that movie. Trails me along that line of thinking is when uh, Rambo was trying to go through the, uh, the barrier and uh, she couldn't get through in the vehicle that she had. It got thrown out, but she she and she gets out of the vehicle for it gets flipped and then she stands up and she's like i can get through and she just runs at it yeah. and as she's going through the barrier you see all these various different rambos kind of come out of her and then as she finally does pierce the barrier they all come back together into her so i'm thinking those were all just different realities of the same person at that same place in that same time on in different multiverse worlds kind of showing themselves and then coming back together. Yeah. And then she, so, yeah. Then she slammed back together when she, uh, yeah. Pops yes. through when, when, when she finally uh, does break the barrier. Yeah. When she's born, which, you know, but, <clears throat> you could look at that is that that was the birth of uh photon, or spectrum or whatever name they give her <clears throat> because in that moment is when, yeah, you can see in her eyes, she has her blue eyes. And then when she looks around, she can actually see energy. Um, mm -hmm. She's looked, she's, she's actually, her vision is, is on a different wavelength than what we have, or she has the ability to see different wavelengths than just the normal person. Right. And so, uh, she is actually one of the characters that have, carried the moniker Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I don't think so, they're going to go that route with her this time. I, I think they're going to go with Photon. I mean, they could, they they kind of hinted at Spectrum with the, you know, Darcy had the little Spectrum analyzer and they show that on where it was written Spectrum on the, on the piece of hardware that she had. But uh, mm -hmm. I think they made it a point to show Monica's mother, her flight picture hanging in the office, you know, and her, her call sign was um, Photon. So I think, who, who assigns those names? Um, I don't know. I'm not that versed <laughs> on Air Force. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I, mean on, or, or, I mean, for superheroes. <laughs> No, well, that's the creator, the your artist and your your uh, your writer. They get together and they come up with these things. Right. Together. Well, I mean, they they have a name, but like uh, like Wanda, nobody's ever called her the Scarlet Witch yet. But eventually, it'll happen. Yeah, you think it will? I mean, like uh, Spider Man was. Uh, well, J. Jonah Jameson was the one who coined the in the when he called him the Spider Man. Right. 
So, I mean, like, for her to, all this, it's not like she's going to one day go, you know what, now I'm Photon. At what point in the, the movie, in the MCU, is somebody going to, I could see somebody calling Wanda a Scarlet Witch. Just, you know, because of the, seeing the red and the, just throwing that name out there. Not even naming her, but just, you know, calling her a name, more or less. But I was wondering how Photon would. Uh, well, I, I should think that, like I said, with them showing the picture, the flight picture, and her call sign being Photon, I, it's pretty going to be pretty self-explanatory. She's going to take the name Photon after but, her mother. But that's what I, I mean. mean. At what point does she all of a sudden pronounce, I am now Photon? I don't know. I mean, it, it's. Or will anybody ever years. say it? I mean, or, or will they rely on America? become captain america uh in the first movie they call him when they start the news the media actually a lot of them end up being the media i guess spider-man was the media iron man was the media um yeah captain america was the media when he was when he was back in big you know one of the things that i really enjoyed about the first i don't know three to five minutes of that first captain america movie was the fact that they went to the uh it's like some kind of science fair showcase kind of thing and they've got the original human torch in a tube they show just a quick little flash of him and then you never hear from him again and i think that would be an excellent direction for marvel to go in would be back to go back to you know world war ii yeah and maybe develop that character and also uh, namor the Submariner and, you know, come up with, cause that, that was in the timely comics, which was the, uh, precursor to Marvel. That was their big three was the human torch, Captain America and Namor. And they had, there's like the all winners comics or something like that. And they fought Nazis and stuff like that. I think that would be a good route to go and get a little bit more of, uh, Maybe Captain America's backstory, and you and you're introducing Namor, and uh, and the Human Torch, and you can go a whole lot of directions with all that stuff. Do you think they're going to go back much? I mean, I, I guess I guess with the uh, with the uh, the different realities, they can take it anywhere they want. Sure, um, they can. That's the great thing about having a multiverse in comics is you can. And this is one of the big mistakes that DC made was back in 86 or so, somewhere around there, they did this crisis on infinite earth yeah. in which they basically destroyed their multiverse and brought everything into one continuum. And, you know, all the heroes living on one planet all at the same time, yeah. which I thought was kind of stupid because as soon as they did that, they turned around and they started doing these uh, kind of like what if stories right. of, uh, you know, and it was basically, it's basically multiverse stories is what it was. They didn't actually, I don't think, call them that. It's like hyper time or something like that. But uh, some stupid stuff. But they almost immediately realized their mistakes and started putting out story content like, okay, here's a Green Lantern story, but it's not really the Green Lantern that you're used to or that you know. Elseworlds is what they called them. Oh. So that's that's just another that's just another another name for multiverse. And I think I've always thought that was one of the stupidest moves they've ever made in their lives just to destroy it. And now they're in the process of, or they have been in the past several years in the process of bringing it back. I mean, cause they have Marvel has the, what if movie? Well, is it a movie or is it going to be a series? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. which, what if it used to be a comic book and it was really right. But I mean, uh, they, they've announced it as part of phase four. Hmm. Wow, um, they I did. They I did that back last year. Let's see, because they I haven't heard about that at all. Uh, phase four starts with Black Widow, um, which got bumped. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, the Eternals are this year. Spider Man mm -hmm. Three is this year. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This thing here has it listed as 2022, but that comes out this year, doesn't it? I don't know. 
the one of the things, one of the big things with the what if comic was that they would basically they would take stories that they'd already run in in their main titles and say, what if this particular story turned out different? And it's right. usually what if Uncle Ben in, didn't in die? Yeah. Yeah. What if he didn't die? And lots of times the 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 endings of these alternate stories would usually end up being tragic for the hero in some way. You know, like what if on this crazy stuff, like what if the Hulk did this or what if he, what if the Avengers lost this particular battle and what if, you know, this and that and everything. And it was some really good stories. And like I said, that just showed another reason why the, the multiverse is such a good concept for, for comic books it's just it's it's awesome right like uh, right now they show um the phase four timeline is wandavision came out january 15th um the falcon and the winter soldier is march 19th so we got what like three weeks four weeks uh when does loki come out uh may okay and then may 7th is black widow but i was thinking that got bumped some reason. Did you watch the Agent Carter stuff on Disney? Um, no. That was a really interesting. It was two seasons, and of course, it's all set just like right after World War II. So you get all this nostalgia of the nineteen, you know, forties, nineteen fifty kind of stuff thing going on there, and it's some of the some of the episodes were were really fun and some of them i'm just like uh, i don't really know what's going on here yeah. but it was it was it was different but yeah they've got kind of black widows may 7th and then the shang chi the legend of the ten rings um is july 9th um then they've got what if is mid 2021 um and then the hmm. eternals in november but i saw an article, or not an article, an interview with, it was an interview with him. They were asking him about um, the Netflix series. Um, all of the Netflix Marvel shows. If they were going to be used at all in, in any of this, in any of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now, since now that, um, I guess technically like, WandaVision as a TV show fits in with the MCU. Are they going to, and he said that it's all open. He said that they're they're using it all. Hmm. Um, Doesn't mean that they're using it all as inspiration. I don't, don't think that means that they're every single show or character, but I saw another video with where they were shooting because they're shooting Spider-Man three now. Mm hmm. What's his name that played uh, Daredevil in the Daredevil show is in Spider-Man 3. He plays um, Matt Murdock. Hmm. So I don't know if Who was it? The, the, the Daredevil movie that was out back a few years ago? Who was that? Ben Affleck? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was horrible. Though. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the char- this is the TV show character. Oh, that guy! Now yeah. that was awesome. For what was that? Uh, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. That's that? what I'm saying. All of the Netflix shows, the Luke Cage, the mm-hmm. all of those are going to be a part of the MCU. MCU. Oh well, that makes that that's a good decision, I think, because that Daredevil show that they did for Netflix right. was totally awesome. See, because Disney bought the- Disney bought all of that too. All of the okay. Netflix stuff. And they had like a couple of years, I think, that they couldn't. It's one like they could kill it on Netflix and then immediately go, okay, now we're producing all, here's all our stuff. There was, right. I guess, some sort of uh, time period that they were supposed to kind of stay dormant with it a little bit. But, right. uh, and I, I'm, in that interview, that's what it said something about the, the, the Daredevil time frame had expired, so they they can use him as a character. And I don't think he'll get his own movie. Um, but I mean, that's a, another character that gets gets thrown in there. 
Yeah, and depending on what, how they use him in that movie. Right. As to know, where and, they go with it. And if the audience as a whole, you know, latches on to Daredevil and says, hey, you know, this guy's really cool and I want to know more about this guy. Right. Then maybe he'll end up with his own movie. Yeah, they're talking like about. I, said, I liked WandaVision. Wanda um, getting a standalone movie too. Now is kind of the mm-hmm. rumor that's going around. But I mean, that's probably who knows how many years down the road. But which Fantastic Four is definitely going to happen. There was a. They need they need to if they're going to do another Fantastic Four movie because each one of them that I have watched has been a little bit disappointing in the fact that the first Fantastic Four movie that I watched they had just a guy in a Ben Grimm costume, right? Which didn't really give you the bulk of what the thing is supposed to look like. And then in the next one I watched. There was that original run of like one or two movies that was like Fantastic Four and then Silver Surfer comes along. And then this there's another Fantastic Four movie on Disney in which they I think they decided to CGI the thing. Yeah. But they just made him look like it didn't look like the thing. It was you know, and that's what that's 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 just it. You know, you got a you got a concept that works, use it. I mean, yeah. you know, like the Hulk, they didn't like change how he looks. He's a great big green guy. Then, you know, <laughs> yeah. make the thing look like the thing in the comic. That was one of the big downers for me by the whole thing. Plus the fact that they had to go this politically correct route mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, there's got to be, you know, there's a, uh, I don't know, mixed race or a, a black human torch, which I don't care one way or another. It's just, the concept was originally put forth and try to stick with that. Yeah. You know, quit trying to make everything politically correct. It's just stupid. That was another thing in, in one of the, there was a show I listened to today, a podcast. They were talking about, uh, um, where they thought that they were taking the MCU as far as they thought that they were leaning towards the, the West coast Avengers or the, the young Avengers. Um, which would mm-hmm. be, you know, with uh, Wiccan and Speed from, you know, yes. Wanda. But then also, like we talked about last week, the Hulkling, which was Wiccan's boyfriend, I guess. So that's what they were talking about. That was like one of the, the first um, gay couples that they were thinking yeah. was going to be in it. But But that looked like a cool character. You look at all of those, the young Avengers that... A lot of those like, like cool characters, but but I I don't know. I mean, there's so many ways they can take it, and now that Disney pretty much owns all of it, everything. For years, we always had the struggle between here's Fox and here's Sony and here's you know mm-hmm. what Marvel does, and everything was. And then now Disney is kind of like, oh nope, we're just going to buy it all up, and then now we'll run with it. Um, yeah. Which that makes some sense to consolidate all this stuff into one studio, yeah. So that you can you can pull from you know the X Men movies and those X Men characters, and you know other places and pull characters out and stuff like that and bring it all together. And just like if you're you know you're running a comic book company, you know, right? I think it, it's a I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but because there's so many things that they can pull forward, <clears throat> which. I mean, we're jumping all over the place as far as WandaVision goes. But, like, remind me when we get to the book to talk about that. But uh, Okay. Uh, well, also, it, it, it this particular episode shows that Agatha is behind uh, everything that's going on. She seems to be the protagonist. Spoiler alert. Got to save a little something. There's what? a lot. Ha- there's I mean, a lot happens before this. That was our, you know, yeah, we... We thought it was Agatha the whole time. Sure. Or Agnes. Sure. Agatha Harkness. Her or, you know, Mephisto, Dottie. one of the two. Yeah. Um, which yeah, but that, that's... Dot, Mephisto's still possible. Um, it is. It is a possibility. But... Uh, or he may, have, he may have some role to play in it because, like I said, the kids, they were... Actually, Wanda uses a little bit of the essence from Mephisto to give the children 
life. Right. So he may be in here hanging. He may be the one that's pulling Agatha's strings. Possible. Or, um, or Agnes's strings, however you want to call it. One of the things that I thought was interesting was uh, that truck ride with Vision and uh, mm. and they kept on hitting they kept on hitting red lights and stuff like that. Oh, Darcy, the crew yeah. comes out. Darcy, yeah, yeah that's it. One of the things I thought was kind of cool with that it was the way that that you know they're in the truck and then all of a sudden they would flip outside and here's Vision sitting in like a, a chair like he's on set. Yeah, talking and it's like it's a uh, yeah, it's all of that. Call it. Like it's a, a a reality show, or right? Something yeah, like, it, like right? a documentary. You know? Yeah, it's, or a documentary. Because it's all yeah. it's all because this. Well, let's just jump back to the beginning. All right. Yeah this okay. this whole episode is called Breaking the Fourth Wall. Episode seven, right? Is breaking the fourth wall, which is what they do throughout the entire show, and uh, which at the very very beginning of the show, the theme music kind of has the feel of the office. Which it's one of those breaking the fourth wall shows too, because it's a mm-hmm. documentary style. Um, right. but, but then everything else is modern family. The way they sit on the couches and talk, you know, the whole all of the camera looks, you know, the way everything is done is is modern family on that show. One of them talks about that the signal is dead. The the is nothing is coming out anymore. It wasn't Darcy because she was inside at that time. But yeah, I don't know if maybe Monica said that. I remember one of them said that. That was Rambo, wasn't it? When she went to her military friends. Yeah, that could to be. get the vehicle. Yeah. Didn't she say they say something about there's no longer a feed? Yeah, because they said it was dead air. Yeah, but you know it starts with uh, Wanda. You know she wakes up in bed alone, so she realizes that you know Vision's not there. But, uh, um, and then, you know, then it jumps to her talking to the camera again. Um, I think I got a little clip. That's right. And one of the things that we always, that we keep seeing throughout this episode is things keep glitching around her. You know, like right. there'll be a modern looking thing. And then all of a sudden you've got like the 1950s looking TV sitting there or something like, or a 60s looking TV. And just the reality itself, you know, there's a, you know, a tree here and all of a sudden it's, it's gone and there's something else in its place, yeah. uh, which leads me to believe that because of her having to expand the reality bubble that she's manipulating, that it's gotten out towards the end of her ability to sustain it because it's, she's made it so much bigger and there's so many more people now inside of it. That if she's not, you know, consciously thinking about whatever it is that she's wanting to have happen right. or have something look like, then it starts to change, you know, just willy nilly. So I wonder how much of that she actually is controlling. Which I mean, like you said, them them riding in the in the truck back. When they get stopped at the red light and the construction and, you know, all of that. So all of that is Wanda slowing him down coming back? Or do you think all of that is Agnes? Good question. I I'm, I would lean more towards the uh, side of it being Agnes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, I mean, Wanda, at the beginning when because she's talking about it, she says... Last night, Uncle P said that thing about re-killing Dad. Don't believe anything that man said. He is not your uncle. Who uh, is he? Uh, but there, when she's talking to them, you know, and that's what they ask about her going to find Dad. And that's mm-hmm. what she says. Well, if, you know, he doesn't want to be, if he doesn't want to be here, you know, that he doesn't need to be here kind of thing. So, I mean, I right. don't know if... but. But the, like I said, she says that to them, but then she expanded the reality. To but that was to bring him back him. in. Right. But that was to keep him alive. Keep, exactly. Well, if she didn't want him around, then just go ahead and let him walk out of the reality and deactivate again. Well, I don't think she doesn't want him around. I think she doesn't. She wants to let him. She wants him to want to be around. So, I, you know how women are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, we do. <laughs> I th- I think, you know, she's given him the freedom to leave, not leave, leave, but like to be, have his space 
inside right. the bubble. To leave, to with, leave within the reality that she's created. Right. He can go where he wants to. Because she knows if he goes out of there, he's going to die. But she wants him to come back. He wants to come back. But he thinks that she doesn't want him to. And she's thinking he doesn't want to. So that's why I think it's Agnes kind of keeping them apart. Um, yeah. Well, you noticed that when he decided he was going to go out and do the patrol thing. Oh, yeah. She's the one. That, Wanda, Wanda did get a little aggravated about that. Right. But it was Agnes you that know. tricked him into leaving. Yes. Or not tricked because him, if, but kind of. Well, if if Wanda didn't create the Pietro that came to her door and her brother, then it, the only other logical individual it could have been is it's 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 Agnes that created that character to bring it in, yeah. and then used that person, like I said, to be able to say, "Hey, look, I can go. I'll, I'll be Uncle, you know, Pietro, and we'll me and the kids will run around, and it'll be fine. You know, let him go do his thing." So that may be what she did. That's why she did what she did, so that she could, like I said, she can separate these two people because together they're stronger than if she can get Wanda away from and by herself. She's thinking maybe I can, I don't know, win this battle or take control of this or whatever it is that she's trying to do. Maybe she's trying to help her work through her grief or something or, yeah. you know, who knows. You don't really know what the the end game is going to be with her. She's always been not much. She's never been like a superhero type person. She's always come across to me what little bit I've read about her as kind of a uh, an anti-hero. You know, she's just, she does what she has to do, right. and that's about it. But Billy does mention to her that uh, that his head feels weird, that is really noisy, that he's hearing. I think everybody's. What thoughts can he he just hear everybody's because he makes a comment to Agnes that she's quiet on the inside well, it's quiet there at her house, yeah, all the voices that he was hearing he don't hear. make it into the house right you know, and what are the voices that he's hearing i mean we that's you know, is it I the think, people that are trapped in the reality or is I, this? Yeah, I know, think it's the people of, that's trapped in the reality, their inner screaming, you know, because like when Norm, yes. when Norm got woken up, um, when Vision woke mm-hmm. him up, he's talking about how horrible it was, painful it was, you know, make it stop, make it stop, but then put him back in there. Right. So I think internally they're all uh, screaming. And then Pietro makes a comment last week to uh, Wanda about that she's doing like the ethical thing that he, he liked the way she was ethically doing it, the way she was like handling it with the children. And it was kind of implying, I kind of took from it that all of the children were just like always asleep. They were just, cause they weren't out running around. They weren't doing things. Right. They were just always at home until, asleep until, until you needed. needed to see them. Right. You know? And then they um, come out and they do their things and then they go back away. So and like he, I said, they go back to sleep. Yeah. He mentioned that. Yeah. She was, he liked how ethically the way she was doing that, which is weird. And it, the further you get away from Wanda, the less control she seems to have over things. Right. And the less, because like in the city square where they were doing their thing, you know, you see everybody running around, everybody's having a good time and stuff like that. But when you get out towards the outskirts where vision was at, all of a sudden you see, you know, the chick that's just continuously trying to hang up the ghost. And the guy in the background continually putting the pumpkin down and back up. Yeah. <laughs> so the further you get away from her, the less things seem to be going on. You know, people are kind of stuck in, in like one little mode all the time doing like repetitive, nothing tasks over and over again. And the chick that was holding, you know, hanging up the ghost over and over again, you've seen eventually a little tear come down her eye, yeah, out of her eye. Because she's she's trapped in this continuous loop of doing this over and over again. Wanda says something. Look, we've all been there, right? <sighs> Letting our fear and anger get the best of us. Intentionally expanding the borders of the false world we created. So she, on some level, she's conscious of what she's doing. Right. You I, know, I, I mean, guess she just thinks the, the ends justify the means. So. 
I suppose that would be it, but I just I just get a feeling that the reason it's hurting these people so bad is because the grief that she's having to deal with internally, they're actually feeling a part of that because she's having to, to get her perfect reality. She has to suppress all that right. to bring, you know, because it wouldn't be any good to have vision there alive and her still being all down in the dumps about him being dead. Right. So she brings him back to get so that she can have the perfect life. And so then she's basically, she's oppressing her emotions, which I believe is being put off on the, the citizens of the town. And the grief that she feels is, uh, you know, it goes out to them right. so that she doesn't have to, so that she doesn't have to deal with it. But now they are having to deal with it. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why he was saying it hurts. Yeah. And she, you know, not, she necessarily, makes, not necessarily a physical pain, but an emotional pain. Yeah. She makes a comment that, uh, when she came out with the uh, drone, mm-hmm. you know, she said that, uh, you know, she has what she wants, you know, because he was right. treating it kind of like a ransom. What, you know, what do you want? What do you, you know, and she says that, you know, she has what she wants. She lost it once, but, you know, she's nobody's going to take it away again. So, I mean, I think the whole thing is, yeah, her just in some crazy way looking at how, how am I going to keep this couple together? You know, are we going to have children? Are we going to have, you know, family? Are we going to have friends? And so I, I don't know what, like you said, I don't know what her end goal is, and I don't know what Agnes's end goal is, um, if she's taking the chil- children back. Uh, if if they're playing the character closer to, I guess, the comics, then as an anti-hero, she's just doing what she needs to do to keep Wanda from basically expanding her own little reality. So that it doesn't encompass the whole world. Right. <clears throat> and maybe she's trying to do what she can to help save reality on the flip side. You know, if Mephisto is the one pulling her strings, then it's hard to tell where that can end up going. Yeah. Because, but she does act like she cares for Wanda. And it is it the fact that she cares for her? Or is it the fact that she's wanting to manipulate her so that she can use her powers for her own benefit? I, th- I think it's more that. I mean, because, like, uh, what's the agent, the the one that's over all the sword outside? Uh, I can't remember. Hayward? Hayward, Hayward yeah. yeah. I think it's a Haywood or Hayward. Yeah. Like I saw a, a funny joke thing talking about, you know, because <clears throat> the, the project that they've got fixing this is project cataract you know so he's he's got a project cataract to fix his vision <laughs> you know because right. that's what he wants all he wants is vision back it's my right. that's my weapon i just want him back here's the thing once you take all those stones back and put them back in where they're supposed to be then wouldn't that just of a necessity wouldn't you be able to get the stone back to put back into vision's head but was that where it was before they put it in Vision's head? It was in the, uh, remember, it was in the uh, in Age of Ultron. The, uh, that Sith thing that they had. Because mm-hmm. it was in that, wasn't it? I'm not sure, but the, somehow they've got to get that stone back into his head. No. And I think, I don't think that will probably take care of all that with the vision, bringing him back to life and stuff like that. I don't know if they're going to. They may not. Which, if they do that, then it's it's really kind of sad because he's really kind of a cool character. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know where Wanda would go without him. Yeah. I mean, as far as the story goes. Yeah. Because there, there's, it's, she got introduced and Pretty much shortly after her introduction, uh, well, probably and after Vision's introduction into the comics, they kind of came together and they've been together ever since. It's like you're looking at some ter- sometime, I think back in the 70s, late 60s maybe, that they finally got together as a couple and they've just been together ever since. Right. It's, it's always been Wanda and the Vision and stuff like that as far as things go. And uh, I was looking up in the 
Avengers West Coast comics. It was talking about Wanda being manipulated by Immortus, which I, I didn't know a whole lot about that character. Uh, no, I don't know a whole lot about him either. So, so he may a, be one. He may be one of uh, Mephisto's minions. Right. Well, no, no. He eventually becomes um, Kang, the Conqueror. Oh, okay. He, you know, they list him early on. He's a Mortis. He's a timeline manipulator who wants to become the master of time. And you know, Wanda is where she's a Nexus. Says so. She's she exists in all of the realities in the multiverse she has a, mm-hmm. a she exists in every single one of them i guess not everybody does um right and said through her Amortis can control the timelines of all of the multiverses at the same time so he, well, he that would be a huge expansion of her powers right and then it says the person who saves her in those in that comics line is agatha harkness causing the timekeepers from the Time Variance Authority or the TVA, which are who we saw in that Loki trailer, is the TVA. Mm -hmm. That's where he's at. So the TVA is being introduced, and then they show up and shut Immortus down. That could be like an early part of him that we know eventually is going to be Kang, because Kang's Conqueror is going to eventually be a part of the MCU. Well, I think it'd be he would make a good next villain for the Avengers and, and yeah. so forth to, to go against. They said they've he's set to appear in the in the next Ant Man next year in twenty twenty two. Ant Man and Mortis the Wa- is? Yeah. Or Kang. Oh, okay. Said uh in Ant Man and the Wasp uh Quantumania. Spider uh which Doctor Strange is a multiverse of madness is, you know, definitely multiverse. But Spider Man three has a, something to do with uh, the multiverse, doesn't it? I was thinking I had read something that? like that. Spider-Man 3. I haven't heard anything about Spider-Man 3 as, or, as far as how the story is supposed to go or anything. I, I, I keep seeing things. I keep seeing things and showing there was clips of like uh, leaked clips. People, you know, trying to film where they're filming is where they got the Matt Murdock stuff. But then I saw people keep talking about and posting clips of all three of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man coming together. It'd be mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire. I can't remember the other one's name. The one that was in the Facebook movie is Eduardo, Tom Holland. The three of them, all three, which that would fit for Spider-Man 3 if that had something to do with the, the different multiverses. That'd be kind of like the different Pietros. Right. It would be. And like I said, and this would all set up really good for a Doctor Strange movie being the multiverse of madness. Right. But one of the theories. And you kind of wonder, you, you kind of wonder where they're going to go with that. I mean, multiverse of madness makes it seem like it's going to be a crazy, right? you know, well, strange thing. Jumping back to the book, like we were talking about earlier, that when they see in the basement, Doctor Strange in the one scene he's in there when they have all of the books that are in the on that wall that are all like chained in mm-hmm. there's the one book that's missing right and is that the one that that's that the one the guy that they, took? yeah well i don't I don't know was that because the bad guy in the first Doctor Strange movie was that the book that he yeah. took? But that's what they okay. think that is the one that Agnes has. Uh-huh. What, do, what do they call that? But it's All I no, think of is Mordor. Agnes herself was a, uh, according to her character's fictional biography, she's supposed to have been a witch that survived the Salem witch trials or the Salem witch hunts back in the early well, She didn't survive. She was, she was burned in, during the... No, she survived it. Oh, I thought she was burned, and then that's why she's now. Um, no, she does eventually get burned a ghost. at stake uh, in New Salem back in like I don't know, New Salem, Colorado, or something like that. Oh, in a okay. Later t- story, but she supposedly had survived from from that time till now, and that's why she's in, in the comics. She's shown as being a very old person. 
Oh, okay. One of the theories that I saw was comparing Wanda with Agatha with Dottie. You know, because that's what they're talking about. Ag- like you said, Agatha never really has been much of a big villain in the comics. And, I mean, that doesn't mean she couldn't be in the MCU, but right. they usually follow the basic rules of who are villains and who are heroes to some, right. to a certain degree. But like, like I said, I've never seen her as a big villain in any of the appearances that she... No, I haven't seen every single appearance. Right. Haven't read every single, single story that she has been in. But the few that I've seen her in, it's just she's not really... She's she's not really, I don't think, a villain. She's just motivated by her own agenda, so to speak. Right. And so she's she's there and she shows up and she gives you just enough information to basically go on and basically without her giving too much information over, you're she's kind of gets sent on a mission that yeah, it does need to be done, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But she keeps her own motivations for doing so close to the chest, and she doesn't really let you know anything. She's always kind of mysterious like that. Or at least that's the way I've seen her. You know, I could be wrong. No, that seems to fit. One of the theories, uh, talking about episode three through six, you know, tease that Wanda might be the villain. And she even makes the comment, you know, that she might be. And then in this episode, episode seven, it's, it reveals Agnes. Like I said, doesn't really say that she's a villain. No. And like I said, she could be there to simply help Wanda through her grief, or she could be there because she's being manipulated just like Wanda is by Mephisto or, or somebody else. Right. A larger, you know, yeah, villain that, in the MCU. Yeah. That's probably just to distract us. Yeah. From, because I mean, it, some there has to be another big twist within the next two episodes. Here's a little clip of Agnes. You didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? The name's Agatha Harkness. Lovely to finally meet you, dear. To finally meet you, but yeah, and a lot of people think still are talking that it's Dottie. Dottie. Yeah. You know, the blonde-headed lady. The one that Agnes says in episode two says that she runs everything. Oh, see, now that's kind of interesting because if Dottie is someone in disguise. Right. That would be a perfect Mephisto way to come through. Well, a lot of people seem to think that Dottie is Moonglow. Because her name is Dottie Jones, and in mm-hmm. the comics, um, Arcana Jones is Moonglow. And okay. Dottie's husband in the show is Phil, you know, the big porn mustache guy, Phil mm-hmm. Jones. His name's Phil Jones, and that's Moonglow's actual husband's name in the comics, is Phil Jones. Ah. Okay. Well, um, that's, that's a very good possibility. I mean, you've got all that stuff coming together. So that's that, that seems to be a logical. So it says uh, Moonglow has the ability to pro- project illusions, and uh, she could be the one who's creating Westview, and, and is using her powers to keep Wanda in her illusions, or working with Wanda to create the reality. You know, convincing her to do this or this. Hmm. Well, see, if she has the ability to do that, then this could be a uh, coordinated attack between with Moonglow and Agnes yeah. against Wanda. And it could be just that simple. There's no, you know, there's no Mephisto connection or anything like that. It could just be these two characters trying to do something to Wanda. Or maybe these two characters are trying to help her through her grief, which that was because that was a big part of, of what is her her motivation or at least we think her motivation is the fact that she's grieving so much over the fact that vision's dead. And so is her brother. Right. That maybe these two things have just collapsed down on top of her so heavily that, you know, she just goes to make this. Of course, it could be the fact that maybe the reason it's crushed her so bad is because (laughs) Agatha 
and Moonglow are manipulating her to get her to do the things that she's doing. But yeah, I really liked how they did the uh, Wanda goes over to her house. Well, kind of jumping around a little bit there. Monica comes in, which you, you talked about that, her bu- busting through the wall when she gets her powers. And then she sees, runs in to see Wanda. And then, you know, they kind of have their little sort of battle, but not really a battle. Wanda just picks her up, you know, uses her red. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh, Wanda's so, trying to throw her out of her reality again. And yeah. because of the powers that she has manifested from going through the barrier three times now, yeah, uh, she's unable to actually expel her because that, she stops her from doing it. Because that's yeah. exactly what was, I believe was getting ready to happen was, you know, you're not wanted here. And she was getting ready to say, Phew. And then Agatha comes in and snatches her up and takes her away. Yeah. You know, but she wasn't successful at being able to get rid of her because, like I said, she's starting to manifest her powers and she was able to stay where she wanted. She's like, you're not moving me. I'm not going to be moved. Right. Which she's all blue. You know, all of her powers are, you know, they they show it with the blue light. And Mm -hmm. Wanda's are all the red. But and then Agatha's now are all the violet or the purple. Which you see at the when uh, Wanda goes down into the basement, um, looking, mm-hmm. and then when Agatha comes in and you know has her little talk to her, but you can see when she goes down into the basement, when Wanda first goes down the steps, the camera switches from bl- her point of view going down the steps to someone downstairs looking up at her. No, no, no. I mean, you know, how, you know how ev- everything in the hex, like mm-hmm. TV. Okay. And then everything on the outside in the real world is widescreen letterbox. Anyt- right. Anytime they shift back and forth, it changes. Mm, okay. When she's going down the stairs, it goes from the square. It stretches out to letterbox as she's going down the stairs. Like she's leaving the the hex, kind of like it's outside of the reality bubble, the basement. So even though even though her that house is actually inside the hex, right? Because of the powers that Agatha has, she's able to keep that out of her home, right? And maybe that's why this boy said it's quiet here, right? Because she's keeping all that stuff out, right? Through her own. Manipulation of magical powers, right? And you see, and then all the purple on the vines and stuff mm-hmm. through that downstairs. And then when she announces herself and says that who she is, and well, ooh, think about this: if the outside world is out of the outside of her house is being controlled and manipulated, then that's all you know. Say, Wanda's doing then the plants that are outside of her home that have the vines going down. Maybe they're sucking power out of what she's, and that's why she everything keeps glitching. That could be, and yeah. and the power that's going down in those vines that that is, and somehow she's going to be using that to uh, kick up her own magical abilities. Yeah, because you, you can know, see, or, or, or to use them for some nefarious purpose. Because you can see when uh, Agnes introduces herself to Wanda, and then that tells her. You know who she is, and Wanda's eyes glaze over and turn purple, kind of mm-hmm. like she's under, kind of like she did with, like Wanda did with the red eyes for the people, the soldiers on the outside. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, is she under Agatha's spell now? Because that's how it went to black. But then in the cutscene, you know, when Monica's sneaking around the house. Mm-hmm. And when she opens the the basement doors and looks down there, and then that's when uh, you know uh, Pietro go, when he says his uh, what's he? Snoop is going to snoop. going to snoop. When he says that, Monica's eyes glaze over purple. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So that that leads that lends credence to the fact that this Pietro character isn't a manifestation of Wanda's powers. It is a manifestation of Agatha's powers. Right. Plus, 
Well, Agatha said that she did it. That she, he, he himself, when he came, he said, you know, one minute I was getting shot down in the street by Ultron, and the next minute I remember uh, being called to and that you needed me. Yeah. But when, so, when they do the little Agnes, the monsters, mm-hmm. you know, the... killed Sparky too. <laughs> but when she uh when they play that and you see the point when Pietro walks up to the front door, you know, Agatha's standing at the sidewalk like waving her hand at him like she's controlling him. And you can see the purple mist around him, kind of like it's controlling him. Mm. So Agatha was controlling Pietro when he went, you know, to the door the first time. Some people well, here's an interest. Here's an interesting theory that uh, if they're they're running this House of M thing, but also the fact that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the main villain in the next part of uh, the MC universe is that is Agatha a minion of Immortus thus trying to help basically Wanda to be able to do in the comic books what he said that she was able to do, maybe control all these alternate realities. Right. Maybe she's there to train her, not necessarily on intentionally or on purpose, but to, you know, get her to stretch her abilities so that when Immortus slash King the Conqueror does eventually show up, she'll be of use to him. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Kang. I don't either. I knew that he was he was from the future. Yeah, and uh, but his motivations in the comics was that uh, he's got like this ship he can time travel and stuff like that in, and his uh, the woman he loved. They were going to do another shift, and somehow I think she ends up there. She's kind of coming out of reality. But uh, he's able to stick her in like a tube and, and keep her from totally fading from existence. And the computers and stuff on the ship they have, uh, uh, say that the reason that this is happening is because of the Avengers and Captain America and stuff like that. So then mm-hmm. he goes back in time to face off against them. Right. I saw one. Uh, um... All for the fact that he wants, number one, he is an evil dictator. But even though he is an evil dictator, he supposedly loves this woman and wants to save her and keep her from being wiped out of existence. Those are his motivations. So the exact opposite of Wanda. I suppose. Yes. But, uh, there's one theory that, uh, with Agnes, cause <clears throat> Agatha, Agatha, her and her husband, they had one child. Um, he was a warlock mm-hmm. named Nicholas scratch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, is the bunny rabbit named Scratch? Is that her son? Alluding, is that her son? Did she turn him into a bunny? He can go back and forth. So is Pietro her son? And just using magic powers to manifest super speed? Yeah, because he's a warlock, Poss- so he could possibly. I guess he could do that. Yeah, he can use his magic to do that to change his appearance and make it appear that he's moving super fast. So I, I think that would fit better. Than them saying, I would like the idea of him being Mephisto. I don't know. I still don't think they're going to reveal Mephisto. Or if they do, it's going to be a humongous reveal. But I don't think it'd be him because that would be kind of like, meh. But I kind of think Agnes's reveal this week was kind of, eh. I mean, we all saw it coming. 
And then, but what's his name still that uh, plays Vision? You know, where he had the interview that he was talking about film with somebody that he really, you know, admired and looked up to and had never worked with before. There was only like three people that they listed because he gave a list of three people back a couple of years ago as to who he really wanted to work with was who some of his like acting idols kind of. So everybody was like, well, it's not the guy that's playing Pietro because they were like, that'd be kind of not that he's not a good actor. But and then in an interview this week, he came out and said, no, it wasn't him. That's not who he was talking about. He wouldn't say who it was. He said because, you know, kind of don't want to get fired. But, mm. but So you think that maybe this individual that he was talking about, but he can't actually name maybe somebody showing up within the next couple of episodes? Possibly. And if it was Mephisto, and if you're having somebody play the devil, and if it's somebody who is one of the three, is Al Pacino. And Al, Pac- <laughs> Al Pacino's played the devil before in The Devil's yeah, Advocate. Yes, yes. That was a horrible movie. I thought it was a good movie. Him and Keanu Reeves. Oh, God. I think maybe if they had chosen someone besides Keanu Reeves to do that. And Al, I just, I Al Pacino. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't like it. Al Pacino his, has been his, in talks with Marvel for the last seven years for finding him his, something to do. Well, I thought his character was okay in that. Like I said, the devil's advocate, but yeah. I just, I don't know. Just, there was something off about it. I couldn't get into it. Well, I'm not a huge Al Pacino fan. I think he overacts in everything, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that would be. Some a, people like. I that guess. would be a huge reveal if it was him. I'm calling it right now. It's Al Pacino playing Mephisto in episode nine. There you go. I don't know what they're going to Or gonna maybe Nightmare, one of Mephisto's minions, maybe. That could be, too. And then maybe he'll be the the villain in WandaVision, and then he'll, that will also lead into the multiverse of madness, and he'll be the Doctor Strange protagonist or the whatever, but he'll also be Midnight there, too. If you do a Google search, Al Pacino... And just mm-hmm. where it auto populates it for you. The first mm-hmm. one is movies, and the second one is Mephisto. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's only because everybody's Googling. Is Al Pacino going? Because of the theories. But, but yeah, it said Paul Bettany said that uh, his, the secret cameo, because there is a secret cameo coming for an actor that he's always wanted to work with. Only got four days till the next episode and then seven days to the next. So within the next week and a half, we'll uh, said there was an interview. Al Pacino disclosed that he had spoken to Kevin Feige, um, who is Marvel mm-hmm. Studios president. And that's who's running the MCU thing for all of the this now that he reportedly was ready to go to Marvel after being impressed with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is an awesome property. Yeah, I love those. Both those movies are just, they're just totally awesome. But yeah, Paul Bettany, he said, of all the characters that we were trying to keep secret, a lot of them got out through leaks. Evan Peters as Quicksilver. But there is one character that has not yet been revealed, and it's very exciting. It's an actor that I have longed to work with all my life and have some amazing scenes together. And the chemistry, I think, is extraordinary. It was just fireworks on set. I'm so really excited for people to see it. Yeah, there's there's got to be something else going to happen. Yeah. And uh, the other ones in that list were Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Uh, Robert De Niro definitely wouldn't be it. Hmm. What if what if uh, Al Pacino turns out to be Agnes's husband? What is it she calls him? Oh, What's his name in the show? Uh, Ralph. Ralph, yeah. What if he turns out to be Ralph? That's who it should be. It should be Ralph, and Ralph is Mephisto, and Mephisto is. But Mephisto and that was, Agnes were never like a couple. No, no, they weren't. At least not that I'm aware of in the comics. But I mean, anything. Yeah, once and you it wouldn't have to be like her movies, real husband. It's just who she was calling. But yeah, I think because we've 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 heard about Ralph through the whole show, right? Every week, you know, she talks about you know, there's always some kind of reference to Ralph. We've not ever, we've never seen him yet. So, 
maybe this actor that he's always wanted to work with is going to be whoever turns out to be Ralph. Because now that they're inside of her home, you would think that you're going to run into Ralph somewhere in there. You know, I can see maybe not seeing him out running around or maybe he's not going to come over to, to Wanda's house or something like that. But once you get into the home, the house where, you know, he supposedly lives, there's a huge expectation that you're going to run in. We're going to see who Ralph actually is. That, Which would make, make that, that could make for some a whole lot of fun. Ooh, and here's another really interesting thing that since you're talking, since we're talking about how the her home kind of exists within the hex, but the actual stuff that is it's kind of in a bubble inside the hex, and we and we've seen that the kids they actually still survive when they go into her house, but he says, "Oh, it's quiet in here, and you're quiet, and, and all this other stuff." So if Vision passes into that house, is he going to fall apart like he did when he tried to leave the Hex? Oh. Because if Ralph is Mephisto and they used a little bit of Mephisto's essence to, to make the souls for the kids, then that right. would make sense as to why they can still survive inside that house. Whereas if Vision tries to come in, is he going to just start crumbling and falling apart? All right. Because well, it, the, does, it doesn't change upstairs in the house. Just yeah. down, just when you go downstairs is when it, so the kids well, they, could be they, fine upstairs. They were, they, were, they were upstairs though, when he said that it was quiet there and that all the voices in his head were gone. Right. They were upstairs. Right. But I think most of those were because he wasn't, well, he wasn't hearing anything, but he wasn't hearing anything. I think it was more to say that he wasn't hearing anything from her because mm. he told her that she's quiet on the inside. Implying that she's not under any spells, that she's not yeah, she's, one. Of, she's not like one of the others that's being tormented inside by Wanda, right? And we don't know what happened to the kids, where they went. No, we we don't. Now, didn't in the house of M? Didn't they? At one point, didn't they say something about? Uh, and I don't, I don't know because I haven't read it. But if she wasn't actually focusing on the kids that they would blink out of existence or something like that. And only when she was actually thinking about them, would they be there? I don't know. I just started reading the house of M again this morning. Remember that, uh, uh, it starts off with, uh, the first one Wanda's in, in bed and she just gave birth to the children and everybody's like standing around. Yay. And, uh, and then, uh, Professor Xavier rolls in and is telling her that, you know, we've talked about this, that none of this is real. There's no one in here right now, but, but the two of us. Right. And, uh, that the children don't exist, that the, everybody's standing around, you know, that's in there. Vision was there. All of them are there. None of them are there. Actually, except for Professor and her. Right. Yeah, because she's created a reality. She's created an illusion for herself. Right. And then it jumps back into more of what actually happens or led up to that point, I guess. But um, like I said, I don't I don't, rem- I don't remember where I've seen or heard that. But a lot of people are making big points about the uh the kids um like if she made them younger. Well, if she's not controlling the growth spurts, then who is? Agnes. You think maybe Agnes is? Yeah. Because w- each time they grew is when she did something. Like she squirted mm-hmm. the stuff on them and made them grow that first time. Well, it, it made it look like they did it the second time. Remember, mm-hmm. they had to make themselves grow bigger because they said they right. weren't, but she was there. Um, but they were making a point because they, I guess, the what they were eating they, you know, had the little peanut butter and jelly sandwiches kind of cubed up and they were watching right. Yo Gabba Gabba on the TV. That that's more for like little kids, like five, six year old kids. Or maybe it's a way to get Jack Black into the thing. It could be too. Because didn't he, wasn't he in a Yo Gabba Gabba? I think so. And that would be totally just a cool way to get Jack Black into the MCU through Yo Gabba Gabba. That, that's, 
Yeah, Agnes is a possibility for her. But like I said, later on, you know, you got to be at least 10 years old to have a pet. And then all of a sudden they're like, and they're 10. So did, did, did Agnes do that to them? Or did they do it to themselves? Well, and I can't really see is how uh, Speed would be able to do that to himself. Now I could see maybe the <coughs> the, the other brother Wiccan, right, did it to both. Saying, of Saying you know, doing it to himself, or maybe even been able to do it to both of them. But did but, Agnes uh, get him the puppy? Is she the one that made <laughs> it happen? Is Agnes the one that caused them to find the puppy? Well, it says in the little song that it's been Agatha all along. Yep. And she so killed, and the she reason Sparky that they too. found the puppy would be because of Agnes, and the reason right. the puppy died would be because of Agnes. Yep. Because it's been Agatha doing all of it. Yeah, she's the one that did Pietro. She's the one that... Mm-hmm. And like I said, we still don't know what her motivations are. Now, maybe she's also being controlled by Ralph slash Mephisto. And she doesn't have control over what's going. She's being forced to do what she's doing with Wanda, possibly. Right. Because, like I said, the way the character is written in the comics, I can't really see her being an, a willing participant to be doing that kind of stuff with Mephisto. I could be wrong, but I just don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't know. We've got two more episodes. We've beat this episode pretty dead. Yeah, we've talked about it pretty good. Oh, well, you can, uh, like we say every week, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Socially Sensed. Follow us on Instagram, Socially Sensitive. Um, go to sociallysensitive.com. Go to Socially Sensitive on Facebook. Sensitive Tees to buy merch. Listen wherever you listen to your podcasts at Apple Google Play, Spotify, everywhere, but it looks like most people are listening through Apple Podcasts. So, and most people have iPhones. Come back next week. We'll be back next week. Oh well. Do you have anything else, Wolf? No, I'm good. All right. I'm good. I don't don't really have anything else to put in today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time. Somebody pray for me. The homies in the sky.